0: Welcome, guys, to Unsold. This is a content series of Southside creators showing you their stories of their craft, inspiration, and aspiration. And I'm really lucky to be joined here by my amazing friend, who I'll let introduce himself. Take it away. What's
1: up? Uh, my name is uh, Zachariah Sorkai. I am, um, I'm really nervous. I don't know why. I feel like, why am I nervous? We'll be shy. We'll <laughs> <Don't> be <laughs> humble. Oh no no no. Um but I um I am a spoken word poet and you are too, so this is kind of cool. Um <laughs> sorry, I'll leave you to introduce yourself or shall we introduce each other? Um but um I'm an English teacher by day. I live, breathe, eat South Auckland. Um I stay out of Manukau but I work at Papakura High School. Um, I'm really privileged to serve uh, my young brown warrior scholars there um they humble me every single day so um that's probably why i feel a bit shy today because uh, i legitimately just came straight home from poetry <laughs> practice with them and all the roasts that cool. you can imagine um and yeah that's that's all i'm gonna say for now i don't really want to take up the mic because i more just want you to introduce yourself
0: this is super cool this is gonna be like this for the rest of this talk but, yeah, my name is like, Angangeli Fili or just Fili, uh, born and raised in Mangere, South Auckland, of course, where else? And, yeah, I'm a spoken word artist as well. Um, I'm currently studying at AET, and I do a bunch of advocacy, cool things, which is pretty much just um, being a menace to society, and that's pretty much everything um, that I do.
1: So, you said that you're a menace to society. Do you think you're a menace to society in your poetry?
0: Oh, as being a minister to society, I think it's really funny um, the way I came into Spoken Word as well as advocacy work because it was very not linear and not conventional at all. It was kind of like me just potting my way everywhere (laughs) and making people deal with it. So, yeah.
1: How did you come into Spoken Word? I don't actually know if I know this.
0: Well, you know, I've done spoken word since like year nine. So it's like been six years now. And I got into spoken word through at the front line. Because one of my friends I knew say me a year nine. She signed me up for auditions. And she put my that name down. I out Not even
1: know.
0: Of course she would. But yeah. And then I got forced to say a spoken word piece at auditions. And I was like, you might not work so hard. But I was wow. so happy that I actually did it. Because so I did it ever since then. Yeah. A lot of people know this about me and you, but Zach's actually been my poetry mentor for years. I don't even know how you got into Spring Award.
1: Did I not tell you the story?
0: No? No, like, I don't think you've told me how you
1: started. So, I, um... I've been doing poetry now for 10 years. It's, it's, it's been, it's been a minute, you know, um, and I started poetry because I, I saw a TED talk and I decided that I wanted to try it out and I wrote this poem. And without me knowing, um, you know, Dean. Uh, he got into poetry too at the same time. And um, which was ironic because I got into poetry as a way to forge my own identity. Um, you know, typical middle child oh. <laughs> syndrome. Um, when your older brother is like the freaking son and he has engulfed so much space, you just want to find your own identity and you want to be like... I was very much a pick-me-boy, I think, um, (laughs) as I recall this story. But like, I I was really insecure at the time, and and, um, I needed poetry as a way to find my voice. And then once I heard it, I really was like, this is my thing, and I want to keep developing it. Uh, I'm interested to know from you, did you ever feel like when you entered poetry that you wanted to give up? And if you did what kept you in it
0: there were definitely times where i was like it doesn't feel like um our stories are being safely held in this space yeah and that wasn't the fault of any one person i think it was just because at that time um spoken word was kind of really picking up in high schools and And so i think that was the thing that kept me wanting to stay in it because it wasn't just something from your own school when I went to slam spaces and I saw other Southside schools, you had like Sir Ed, you had LaSalle, you had Bakoli, you had like all these amazing poets who are not only storytellers, but were starting to learn that spoken word is a platform they can use um, Mm. for their storytelling, which I think is really important, um, especially when you're in high school and English might not even be your thing, but you realize spoken word and storytelling is your thing. And it's that space that kids come to, to actually share their stories. When I met, Poets like Marina, when I met poets like Jaa, when I met poets like Grace, when I met poets like you, Eric, and Dee. Uh, these are like these amazing Basfika poets who kind of decolonized the way I saw poetry. Um, especially because coming from a Salmon family, having a dad that's a makai like you know, our languages are very poetic in themselves. And we are all storytellers in our cultures. But mm-hmm. then when you come to spoken word, there's like this disconnect and people think it's like, Completely different things. when no, like Indigenous people are the main storytellers. We've been doing this for centuries, and so it's kind of like reclaiming that space um, and making that connection. But I'm gonna throw that back at you and ask you who your major inspirations were when it came to spoken
1: Um Coming into it, my major inspirations um, have been my big brother. I'm really privileged to say that. Um, shout out to D. it was just his birthday yesterday. Yeah. Um, uh, my other major inspirations have been Grace Taylor. I think a lot of the poets that you've listed, like where I, I think like, I'd like to think a lot of people look at poets as these magical beings. And I'm just like, no, we're just, we're just storytellers who overshare and decided that that journal <laughs> entry that belongs in our journal actually belongs on stage, right? Can
0: you
1: um, not expose us like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I I don't know about you, but I'm a, I'm a talk I'm a, I'm a talk real about myself. Like as an English teacher now, um, someone who is in the classroom quite a bit, the people who inspire me are my kids, I, I will never like. And this is why I love mentoring you guys. I loved listening to that moment when somebody is brave enough to take their journal and say it out loud and then be able to, yes. you know, like that. And I, and I live for that, you know, I live for those, mm. those little critical moments that, um, I guess in a way we're always coming back to as poets because mm. you'll know this. And, and this is kind of a question I wanted to ask you, like, in your craft, how do you keep it fresh? when it's so easy to get really polished right and 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 slam deeply conditions you to be polished to look this way at this point because that's like the emotional climax like i really love that you said um certain poets helped you see what a decolonized vision of spoken word looks like Um, how do you how do you practice that vision in your own practice
0: i think something I've really learned across all my years of poetry, and it all comes down to intention. Moving with intention, not only do your actions that come out of poetry, Mm. um, but I realised my advocacy work came straight from doing poetry. Um, And so those two things really feed into each other because um, there was a time I was writing about climate change, I was writing about South Auckland, I was writing and doing all these things. But that's the thing like i was just writing and sharing stories and i wanted to put action to it and that's pretty much how those two things ended up merging um and so keeping it fresh i think it's important 99 of the time being a storyteller being a poet uh, being an advocate it's about listening <laughs> speaking yes we're telling stories yes we're speaking all the time but that's only the one percent the other 99 you got to be listening to everyone else's stories and you got to be able to place yourself within these stories, to be centered in your own story, which was like a whole journey of unlearning, learning, learning, shedding skins, doing all these things and making sure that I wasn't regressing to um, a lot of the traps that our youth face when it comes to poetry and what they think poetry should be like. That's always the first question when it comes to poetry, especially for a Pasifika youth who, aren't as open to share these stories because yes, a lot of these stories are so personal and a lot of them are painful to tell. But the beautiful thing about Spring Word and being in those spaces and moving with intention within those spaces is that you're holding space for them and you're making them know that, man, like we shouldn't have to always laugh off our pain all the time. We can do that sometimes and come to this space and just let it out with people who actually care and who are actually great people to be sharing your stories with. At my old high school, we used to do open mic and we used to invite like other Southside schools to come through, and they my favorite, like all the yeah. time. Um, because even though there was like some real hard-hitting poems, like the vibe was always like loving, yeah. pretty much, which is uh not only well for youth everywhere but well for um different Southside schools to come together and be like no hookers no beef no nothing in that space it's like
1: and where was the media in that right like we think about Mm. the images that we get thrown about south auckland and the stories we get told about south auckland and it's always these fights and i'm just like yeah when i'm not saying that those things Mm. don't happen however you weren't even there at the poetry thing that you organized between like schools that are supposed to have rivalries like this is honestly does Southside um come into your work and and do you want to just you know if if you want to you know you can just start saying your poem 274 love letters to Southside if you want just an idea
0: everyone check it it out it's such a
1: good poem I even made my year 10 (laughs) study it last year um sorry this is about you not me um it's,
0: it's honestly a question I get asked a lot but I still never have the full words to answer it's an integral part of your identity. It's not something you can just switch mm-hmm. off or take off when you want to, or your own experiences. self opens differently into like everything yeah. that I yeah. have. Um, and that comes with the good and the bad, yeah. um, all the bittersweet things in between, which I think are those things that influence yeah. my work a lot. Because while while I'm like really aware of the beauty that we have with the public, I know that I love that beauty most of times It's simply there because of the absence of painful experiences that are there more. And so that's the part that's like, oof. Um, Being able to unpack these experiences, being able to talk about a Talanoa and not just have them be um, watered down and stigmatized and stereotyped like they always are. I think that's why being from South Auckland influences me a lot. I think for our South, is to ask yourself, if you're not going to tell your story, um, who's going to tell it? I'm going to throw back to you, because I know you didn't go to school in South Auckland, so I'll going to talk about that. A um,
1: bit different. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that we don't really talk about is the Southside kids who get sent to other parts of Auckland because there's this um, misconception that mm. is education from Southside will either lead you uh, as a teenage parent or six feet under, or something else and um, I, I don't say that to like throw shade at anyone or and their choices like I have mad uh, love for my mom and dad for doing what they felt was best for me but I I, my narrative of South Oakland came from the very real fact that I was taught and I was kind of groomed into me that the idea of making it from South Auckland is actually to leave yeah. the whole politics around leaving the hood because there's nothing to be, <laughs> you know. Uh, but like, just to answer your question, mm-hmm. like South Auckland for me is, is everything that you write about in your poetry. To be in South Auckland is to live a life that is bittersweet. But the sweet part mm-hmm. is the advocacy work that we get to do as artists to re-story and reshare and and speak new stories into being, that the idea of making it is to never leave the hood. It's actually just to take all the tools that you learn and make this the place that it was always meant to become and always actually is.
0: It was exactly like you said, we're always told that to make success means to leave. It means to leave behind all of these things that raised you. And that's always been, always had a problem with that because my experience and the experience of so many of the people I love is that we weren't just raised by our parents and stuff or had so much love from so many people around us too and to leave is to essentially say that all these people um, who made sacrifices for you, who you grew up in these schools, you've known these people your whole life, they are not good enough for Mm. you to stay Um, and that the reason you should leave is if you want happiness, you need to leave but really who's to say we haven't been happy here our whole mm. lives mm-hmm. <laughs> who's to say we haven't found happiness?
1: that's the question who's the local creative you think is one to watch who are you watching at the moment a local <sighs> creator that you love
0: so many so many yeah bodied group i love them i'm not i'm not being biased because i know some of them but i love bodied because um they're very young in high school and they're I always see them like the next gen of Southside artists. Is it okay for me to say it? I will say it. Uh, I will no, say it on it's here. It's totally right okay now. for you to. Yeah. Then bring from different Southside schools coming together to make art. It's like the coolest thing ever because when do we ever yeah. get the chance to do stuff like that? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna talk it back to you, to Michael.
1: Okay. Um, off the bat. I've really been vibing um, with Jeffrey's work with South Sides. Um, oh I was going to say Jeffrey, but I was like, is that,
0: can I do that? Because are we being biased? But no,
1: yeah. No, but it must be <laughs> did. You know, we must give the man his bouquet of flowers. His work is just, I love looking at it visually. It's so beautiful. Um, I also, I'm biased. My teacher hat on. I love my kids. I think that they're the like the best. Um, I think any teacher thinks like that. I hope any good teacher should think like that actually i immediately also thought of jude so shout out to jude i don't even know your last name but like you're just the coolest (laughs) just jude (laughs) just just jude
0: everyone
1: will know what i'm I'm talking about like i just yeah he is he's one to watch and i can't wait to see the worlds that he builds and to experience that Now I think we go into a quick fire round. So shall I just ask you the questions and you can give me an answer, oh. and then we can just give a quick flip. Sweet, sweet. Rap or R Rap.
0: Nah.
1: <laughs> uh, early rise or apple night?
0: Apple night.
1: I knew you'd say that. Um, solo or collab? Oh, who is solo? All right, Beyonce. Sorry about you. Oh, see
0: you, Michelle. <laughs>
1: Don't come for Michelle like that. She was actually my favorite Disney's child growing up. We
0: love
1: Michelle. We love We Michelle. love, all... we love sing
0: Michelle.
1: Sing or dance.
0: Dance.
1: Why are you laughing? Do you want to sing a song?
0: Rap or R&B. and b Sing or dance.
1: Can I have you choose both? I don't know. That's not an answer. Oh, oh, this
0: is a real Beyonce <laughs> over here.
1: No, 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 no. I'll choose to sing. I'll choose to sing. Um... No, no,
0: choose both. Choose both. <laughs> I'll take it back. (laughs) Yeah. And last one, I think it says out of there or popcorn. Oh, wow.
1: No, don't ask me that. Um, That's such a no. I'm not answering that question. So, do you have any final words of wisdom for other artists who might be tuning in?
0: Not even just spoken word, but or art forms, um, 99% listening, listening to yourself, listening to mm. the community. I see the question of what is it that I feel people need to hear right now? Or even if it doesn't have to be super deep, um, what is the the art form that makes me happy, now What is the art that makes me happy? Personally, I think one of the best piece of advice I ever got was from Grace Taylor um, her, whole, her whole talk around sacred forms and about how a lot of times artists feel like everything they make they have to put out, um, and she really taught me that no, it's that you can make stuff and just keep it for yourself, and it doesn't have to be for anyone else. And I think that's one of the healthiest like mechanisms ever for artists, especially young artists to hear. Yeah, that's pretty much what I would say. What about you, Mr. Tita? So
1: that's um, I kind of want to leave it there because I'm just like, and that's a wrap. I think a lot about James Baldwin who we both love um and he just he says he says some incredible things like honestly i'll go check out james baldwin even just google image his quotes it's fire um but he he really talks about the role of the artist as being able to hold a mirror up to society and hold us accountable and i think when an artist is able to do that with love in their hearts and compassion i think you're plugged in i think that's been us right yeah it's been so what
0: nice to up with you yeah, this doesn't even feel like a podcast it just feels like a yarn
1: this has been Untold a content series of Southside creators sharing stories of their craft inspiration and aspirations um, and yeah. it has been incredible to fulfill your Fala this evening um, with you Philly. <laughs> I feel like I want to go off and right now um and Sam? Yeah. A we yeah. got another one, Carmen.